So welcome everyone to the Two Gals in a Mic podcast. And on today's show, we have Carolina Hernandez, who is an entrepreneur and owns Veteran Couture. She is a Navy veteran. She's a community advocate. And of course, she's a couture fashion designer. I'm wondering if we can start, why don't you just tell us a little bit how you started on your creative journey, what that process was like and, and things that you encountered along the way. Well, yes. So from the beginning, you know, I was 16 years old and I remember seeing my mom sewing all the time and that intrigued me, you know, because I used to look at the fabrics that were like plain, just folded. Right. And the next thing you know, it will be a garment. So that to me was kind of like magic. I was like, well, that's interesting. I'm wondering how, I'm like, how hard it can be that I can't do it. Right. So then I started playing around with the fabrics and then eventually, you know, um, kind of like cutting things the wrong way, stitching things the wrong way, you know, but it's, which is part of the, the I guess, the process, right? Of, in a way, success, right? You fail so many times until you get it right, you know? Uh, so I will say I will start with that. And then um, also reaching out, right? Sometimes we feel like, oh my God, like I want to do this, but I don't know how, you know? And I feel like we have the resources out there. And sometimes what we have to do is ask for help. And, and eventually the more, I feel like the more mistakes you make, the more that you discover and then start sharpening those skills. Um, so that's, that's kind of like how I describe it. Right. And I can apply it to any, I guess, any era, even during my time in the Navy, you know, like I always tell people, I used to have a sewing machine in the laundry room. So people will come in to, to do, uh, obviously alterations, not, nothing fashionable. Right. <laughs> but I feel like I, I, I was using those uh, skills that I learned, you know, from back in my young days, uh, into military service, you know, which, which, like I said, it has nothing to do with it, but at the same time, we needed somebody to you know, to stitch the name tapes, patches, and hemming the pants because it will be too long and little things like that. So, so you, was, you grew up in Mexico, right? Yeah. Okay, and and how long did you live there? I was there until I was 18 years old. So when I when I turned 18, I came over here. We know we used to come here all the time, but 18 is when I was like, like I really want to pursue my career as a designer. And so you came over to the States yes. to do that. And then tell us about... Then you ended up in the Navy. That's how did you go from designer to Navy? So the, the, the reason why I moved here, right, is because I was like, well, I want to be a designer, so I want to go to school. But when I was here, I was like, well, you know, like when you go to school, you know, just think about it, right? I was born and raised in Mexico, uh, so I didn't speak English. So the, the first thing for me was like, okay, I need to go to like an adult education, like take ESL classes and start learning, right? Uh, for me, it was like that was step one. And then while I was there, I met a lot of people from different countries, you know, Vietnam, um, South America. And I was amazed because I'm like, wow, like they, they're so different, you know. And somebody was related to a guy that was in the Navy. And then I was like, you know, that's when, you know, it started intriguing me because I'm like, so what are you doing? And then the guy was like, yeah, you know, we get to go all over the world. And that to me was like, okay, what do I sign? <laughs> so you, so you joined the Navy. Yeah. yeah. And what did you what did you join us? What was your uh, what did you do? I was designated my first two years because I remember I just wanted to go. Like I didn't know exactly what it was. I was just like, you know what? If they give me money for college and I get to go see the world, I'm like, this is what I need. Mm -hmm. So I was designated my first two years, and then eventually became a uh, retail specialist, which is uh, used to be back then ship servicemen, which is pretty much the store, the barbershop, the laundry, and more like customer service. 
And sewing. You said that you were doing a lot of sewing. Yes. And since I, since I was working in the laundry room, I had a sewing machine. And on top of my job, I was doing alterations and little repairs. <laughs> so did you get to go around the world and, and fulfill those dreams? Yes. So during my first command, I was on board at USS Pearl Harbor, which is an amphibious ship. Mm -hmm. We got to deploy three times. So back-to-back -back deployments, you know, and, and I love it. I feel like it was eye-opening when you go to other countries and you get to see the things they eat, the clothes they wear, you know, how they speak their own language. That to me was uh, very fascinating. But then um, after my, my four years, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I can either stay or get out and, and fulfill my, my passion, you know, which is the reason why I moved to the States. So I decided to get out, and after four years, you know, of activity, I got out, joined the reserves, and then deployed again to Dubai. I was there for seven months. So when you were doing all of this time traveling around the world um, with the Navy, was did you find that any of that was inspirational for some of the designs that you've created today? I mean, did that translate into what you're doing now? Absolutely, everything. You know, uh, visiting countries like uh, the Middle East, especially, right? I found a lot of similarities. I found how they use a lot of color. And maybe that's what I like creating funky color. <laughs> and then also in Dubai, my last appointment, it was overwhelming. Everything was over the top, super exotic, you know, like extravagant. When you think about exotic, I think if you Google exotic, Dubai comes up, you know? And that's why when I came back from my last appointment, my design aesthetic changed because I was more into like the the gl glamorous looks, you know, like the volume, the texture, which is pretty much from maybe Dubai. So were you designing while you were in the Navy? Were you doing that on the side or when you had some free time? Uh, yes. When I, when I, well, when I was active duty, I didn't have time, obviously. I once in a while do some freelance, like more like repairs, but not, nothing, um, nothing, no collections, nothing like that. But then when I got out is when I went to school. And of course I was doing like collections, fashion shows, um, you know, like more into like developing, you know, like the design aspects of like making my own patterns, making accessories and, and things like that. Yes. So you went from the Navy and then you went to school specifically for fashion design. That's the cool part, right? I was looking at schools. I went to the Art Institute in California, San Diego, the one in San Diego. And uh, the VA covered 100%. My degree was $100,000 and it was worth every penny of it. I love I love my time in, in school. So then you got out of school and I'm really curious to know, why didn't you go work for someone? Like, why did you decide that you were just going to go and do this thing on your own, become a, an amazing entrepreneur? Well, I think, you know, as veterans, we have, uh, I feel like, honestly, we, we have what it takes to, to become anything. You know, that, that I feel like, we gain those layers while we give a military service, you know, like we can do that. We can do attitude, right? And then and when I was in school, they would ask all the time, like, oh, think about what designer you want to work for. And they keep saying that. And I'm like, why do they keep saying that? Instead of pushing you, like, what do you want to become or what kind of designs do you want to make? They were trying to kind of pitch the what designer you want to work for and why. And I never had anybody in mind. So I was like, I just want to work for me. <laughs> I'm like, I want to do my own thing. And also I'm like, why would I give my ideas and my designs to someone else? You know, because that's the reality of it. You know, you work for an artist, anything you create, it belongs to them. So I'm like, I want to create and, and benefit from my own creations, not give it to someone else. Okay. So how did you do it? 
I'm just really curious about the process. Like you graduate from school, you have all this knowledge, you have all of this experience, even from, like you said, when you were a little girl and you're, you know, you're watching your mom sew and you're trying things out and, and making mistakes. I mean, how did you actually launch business? And did you have any barriers or roadblocks when you were doing that? Well, first of all, I didn't grow up uh, running, you know, my family didn't run any businesses. So I feel like for me, it was like, I never thought I wanted to have a business. But then the one thing I realized is, you know what, in the service, right, many times we get we get tasked with a project mm-hmm. and we don't have all the resources, but somehow we make it work. Yes. So I, in my mind, I was like, well, it's the same thing, right? If I have the opportunity, I'm a designer already. I'm like, I have a military background. Why not? use whatever I had to make the most of it. And that's pretty much what I did. You know, I started, I started saying yes to everything. Anytime somebody invited me to a photo shoot, I'm like, yes, I'll be there. Anytime somebody invited me to a fashion show, I'm like, yes, I'll be there. You know, like little opportunities here and there. And even sometimes the venues will be empty. You know, sometimes we have more people backstage than the actual venue, but I used it as an opportunity to one, develop relationships, to you know, add those layers of experience to my portfolio and also the photos. You know, when people look at the photos, they didn't know that venue was empty. They just look at amazing photo shoots. <laughs> so, so you were doing a lot of networking, it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. Um, any, any advice for how to do that? I mean, did you, how did you find these networks or these people to connect with? Honestly, everywhere. You know, like if I went to buy tacos at two in the morning, you know, I would pull my business card and give it to whoever was there. You know, like obviously if we had a conversation, right? Or like, let's say I, you know, I went to like a lunch meeting at the school, you know, sometimes at school and some photographer would be like, oh, I'm a photographer. I'll be like, hey, I'm a designer, you know, let's connect. And, you know, like it's, I, I feel like honestly, the key to a lot of things is to develop those relationships, you know, and you never know when you're going to need them or how they're going to need you. But sometimes the opportunity just comes and is when you're like, okay, let me jump on this or vice versa, right? Be of service, you know, and that's another thing that I did during my time in school with my classmates, right? I'll be like, hey, you need help? Like, I'll, I'll help you put a photo shoot for your final, you know, things like that. So I feel like it's being of service and at the same time, you know, asking for help, you know, some, some people will be like ready to, to give you the help, but kind of like lose the fear of like, oh my God, what do they want to say? You know, just go for it and develop those relationships. Okay. So you just brought up a very, very key point, because I think that in my experience, when I talk with folks, especially in the entrepreneur world, um, or those who would like to get into the world of becoming an entrepreneur or owning their own business, it seems like a barrier to entry is always fear. I would like to, but I'm afraid because I won't make enough money because I can't do it because I don't know how, how did you drop the fear? How did you do that? Well, you know, the, the way I see it is we don't live forever. So it's now or never, it's never going to be the perfect time, never going to be the perfect everything. So I feel like, like I said, right. From making those mistakes, doing those events where nobody was there kind of thing, it built layers, it built portfolio, it built uh, connections. And now it's like, I can literally post it on Facebook, call somebody and like already build a network. But I feel like it took those mistakes, those empty venues, all those things that I didn't think were going to work, but somehow, you know, was developing those connections. Or like I said, um, like I always tell people, I'm like, look, you might go to an event and it might be, might not be the greatest, but you might develop one connection that makes the event worth it. 
you know what I mean? Like those little ones, connections here and there, kind of like seats, right? It's like sewing seats here and there. You never know what's going to come out of that. So we've talked a lot about your journey and we've talked a lot about, you know, uh, things that um, you needed to do along the way. Tell us a little bit about your business. What is Veteran Couture? So Veteran Couture is a, is a fashion apparel, right? But um, once again, right, I don't know everything. I feel like it's been a, a learning journey, like a roller coaster, you know, ups and downs. And I'm sure any business owner will, will know, will kind of relay that. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time. You know, sometimes I'm like sewing at two in the morning and then the neighbor goes, like, hey, go to bed. <laughs> I'm like, I just got to finish this and I'm done, you know? But yeah. it's part of the process. You know, like when you're passionate about something, you're not, you're not thinking about the time. You're not thinking about the effort. You're not thinking about the money you're spending. It's, it's just kind of flows, you know? So that's the way I see my, my brand. And lately I've been able to go to community events where I bring the models, supporting the community. And that to me, is more meaningful than money, you know, like it's just being able to connect with the community, support the community events, just by having beautiful girls is like, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's such a great feeling of joy that nothing can compare to that. So tell us a little bit about your designs. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I like to combine different kinds of textures, you know, or sometimes I like to make texture with a fabric. Like sometimes I'm burning it on the stove and my mom is like, Oh my God, here you are, burning fabric again. <laughs> burning on your kitchen stove? Yeah, burning the fabric, you know, to create holes, to give texture, you know. Okay. <laughs> or sometimes, like, you can see right here, I'm braiding, you know, some of the fabric, or sometimes I make ruffles, different kind of textures, you know. So that the way I see it is kind of like, in a way, is wearable art, and also to activate your senses, right? So to give you the desire that, oh my God, I want to feel it. Like I want to touch it. Right. And, and also the accessories. I feel like the accessories are a compliment of, you know, the, the garments and the glamour and all the exotic, it's exoticness. <laughs> so were these pieces that you build for, um, for people who request them, like are, are they up in stores or how does that? So I usually make a collection like like the camouflage collection that I made, I made a refurbished military uniforms. You know, I, I, I was gonna do a gala, but it got postponed due to COVID. So I was able to do photo shoots, go to the community. And sometimes, like I'll give you an example. I, I posted on LinkedIn, right? Oh, this is my photo shoot. And then I get an I got an army veteran who contacted me and said, I wanna buy the dress. And I was like, okay, sure. Like a lot of girls say that. And she's like, no, she's like, let's jump on the Zoom. And then uh, let's let's see how we can work this out. So we jump on the Zoom. You know, I was like, look, I'm going to need certain measurements and I'll send you an invoice and we go from there. And she paid that day. So I had to make the dress and ship it to her because I never met her. You know, it was all via Zoom. So sometimes you make them for community events. Sometimes you make them for people um, who are requesting those for special events or what have you. So let's talk a little bit about the community events because you're a huge community advocate what type of things do you help support and why are those things important to you one of the things i noticed is especially veterans right we feel like we want to figure everything out on our own um, and i make that mistake multiple times you know i feel like we get stuck in our own world that we forget that we have a network you know and i'll give you an example um working with different nonprofits i, I will notice a lot of the veterans would not go to events because they don't they want to stay on their bubble right so one of the things that I started doing is like literally like reaching out to more veterans, 
invited them to events. Um, that's why I'm always posting events that are not even mine, but I'm like, I want to make people aware of what's out there that they might not necessarily see it, right? Um, and it's crazy because it kind of created like a momentum that now uh, I get, sometimes I get phone calls like, hey, Carolina, we have this event and, you know, just share it. I'm like, send, spam me with your flyers. I'm like, send them to me. I will disseminate. And, and, and the, the result has been amazing. You know, sometimes I get people that, that tell me like, oh, you know what? I'm glad you share that job, you know, the job fair because I, you know, I got a, I got a job now or like, oh, I was able to get my VA ID uh-huh. and things like randomly, you know, and, and I might see like, it might not be applicable to me, but it might, it might be applicable to someone else. And how do you see your fashion fitting into all of that? Well, I think, you know, when I do those community events and I ring the models, it's amazing. I love it when the, especially the older generations, you know, they, they just admire the, the the dresses or the models and they want to take a photo with the models. That to me is just so meaningful. And sometimes when I bring the uh, the camouflage, like the Vietnam prints, mm-hmm. it's so cute because a lot of the Vietnam veterans show me their pictures when they were younger and they wear the uniform. And I was, it, it makes me like, wow, like I would never thought that that would be my way to connect with, you know, different generations of uh, veterans. So how do we move the needle? How do we get more women? involved in entrepreneurship and opening businesses and following their paths like the way that you followed yours i think it's one i will say is more like kind of like developing our networks you know kind of like mingling more and even if sometimes it's like a phone call right like calling somebody and be like hey yeah like for example with this opportunity right like hey we want to do this you want to join me kind of thing get them out of their shell and then eventually expose them to the free resources there is so many free resources like, for example, the Small Business Administration offers free training to veterans and to anybody, right? Or sometimes, like, I have friends that I call all the time, and I, I, I'm, if I'm stuck with something, I call them. I'm like, hey, how do I do this, right? And, and veterans, entrepreneurs, and, and I get the support that way. So I feel like what we need to do is kind of like not, I'm not, I don't want to say push our veterans, but kind of like show them that there are so many resources and we can encourage them to to maximize them you know like all the time I hear like oh I want to start business I don't know how and I'm like oh my god I know where to send you <laughs> let me send you some links and I spam them with information you know that I feel like that's what it takes and and how do you become a good cook right you have to practice every day so I feel like it's the same thing with a business it's making those mistakes practicing making it better and then eventually things become not easier but kind of flow you know I've spoken with so many women um over the last three years like sort of post maybe COVID, post-COVID kind of thing. And I'm telling you, it just seems like a lot of people are looking to make shifts, to make life changes, but so many don't know how. And I don't know if they're just stuck because of networking or stuck because of they because of fear, but I don't think it's aptitude. I mean, I think so many women are really prepared to do whatever it is that they want to do. They're just not taking that leap or that step forward. You know, do you I find that? I think it's the fear of the unknown, you know, because mm-hmm. even for me, right? I was kind of like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do kind of thing? But same thing, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to sweat it. I'm like, he's got us in control. And I'm like, I just going to go with with what my heart tells me. And, and it's, you know, the desire to put those events together to just to connect at a personal level. I'm like, I'm not trying to sell anything. It's not personal, uh, you know, benefit from me, people to see my dress. It's not even that. It's, it's connect with people and, and, and 
develop those uh, deep relationships, you know, where we can support each other. And it could be just a simple, like, you know, words of wisdom. Or like I said, I have people that I always call when I need assistance or guidance. And I love it because I'm like, see, I have my mentors that I always reach out to when I'm kind of stuck, you know, or, or just get advice. And I feel like that's, that's what we need sometimes to just kind of like not be afraid to reach out and, and just say, like, how do I do this? <laughs> or I need help. <laughs> Was it hard? Was it hard leaving your job and making a full commitment to do this? Absolutely. It was, it was kind of, especially because it kind of happened, like I didn't plan it, but you know, um, I, I, I think it was meant to happen, honestly, because I've been having this, you know, I've been doing all these events with the community and connecting with city officials. And I'm like, wow, like I love the feeling of bringing them bringing joy to the community, you know, with the models. That's what I feel like I have to keep connecting with more people because maybe I can connect with people that they can benefit from that connection. And then who knows, you know, they might start their own business or like sometimes I get phone calls like, Hey, do you know how to do this? And I'm like, I don't, but I'm like, but I think I know somebody else. And then I look for the number and I just share it. Cause I'm like, it's not, you know, or if I find a flyer about some specific event, I'm like, I think, I think I know who can benefit from this. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it, it takes that, you know, you have to, like, like they always say, right? If you want to get different results, you have to make some, a little bit of changes to, to get new results. If you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same results. You know, the other thing I think about all the time with this, um, you know, you're balancing work, you're balancing the responsibilities of family, friends, life, whatever you have going on. How do you do that? How do you find the balance? Or do you find the balance? <laughs> I think, I think if you divide the time, right, uh, you know, 24 hours a day, I mean, sometimes I'm up really late, sometimes I have to wake up early, like if I have a drill weekend, you know, like I have to wake up super early, but I think it's just about managing the right time, you know, like if you want to spend, um, let's say, if I, if I need to finish a dress, then I know that's going to be my priority, right, or if I have some spare time, then I know I start calling people, you know, start texting, hey, how, body bottle body check you know just kind of make sure they're okay or sometimes multitasking you know it could be sewing and being on the phone at the same time so it's kind of like you 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 make it happen you know you make it work with you know whatever you you have available <laughs> so what have you had to give up to do that well sometimes i get overwhelmed you know sometimes i'm like oh my god i just need to turn off my phone and rest <laughs> yeah so sleep sleep is one of those things sleep uh-huh yeah you know like or when I have an event coming up like I know like if I know I need to prep or have things ready then I do it right away even if I need to like just kind of like work out really late or sacrifice my time a little bit then I do that instead of running around last minute you know I kind of like see I try to think ahead you know like think ahead okay what do I need to do and of, of course it happens you know sometimes like the universe and everything that I'm going that I'm doing kind of like Alliance at the same time and, and then I get okay I have to give up one thing I, I'm sure we all deal with that especially as veterans <laughs> yeah so how many since you started when did you start your business so my business I, I created my business in 2015 I officially registered everything in 2020 okay but you were doing it for five years before you actually yes I was doing photo shoots I was doing the same thing you just under different um I guess kind of like different I have a corporation now before it was a sole proprietorship. So it's just different entity. How many collections have you made? Oh my God. <laughs> That's a good question. I have so many, you know, I have 
I I used to work at SpaceX a few years ago and I get so inspired by the capsules and, and how they make the rockets and all that. So I made a collection based on that. <laughs> so I have so many, I have a white collection, an all black collection, floral, uh, you name it. I got so many. <laughs> and you do some things with military uniforms too, don't you? Yes. So I created a collection out of refurbished military uniforms. And that was interesting because I didn't know we had so many prints. And you used like all of the services? Uniform? Yes. I use all of the branches of the military, the old units of Vietnam print. I use some of the uh, the new ones, the digital ones. I'm like, I hope I don't get in trouble, but I'm going to go for it anyways. <laughs> so I feel like there has to be a good story. How did you get those? Because you wouldn't have had those just hanging around. Some of them I went on surplus stores and I was mm -hmm. buying, like, for example, the Tiger print is discontinued. So I went online to the surplus store and I will order like the 3X, right? And then I would order like maybe like five blouses, three X. And then one time that owner called me, the manager, the owner called me. He's like, hey, um, we don't have three X, but we have XL. He's like, would you want to get those? And I'm like, yes. I'm like, the bigger, the better, right? And then he asked me, he's like, if you don't mind me asking, do you have a store? Like, what are you doing with this? And I told him, I'm like, I'm like, look, you won't believe it, but I'm making dresses. I'm like, I'm making uh, dresses for females but I want to use the print and you know, what better way to use the blouse to just kind of like break it apart and then make the dresses. So, so he was just laughing. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I was going to ask, do you have a favorite collection? I think, I think that's been so far my favorite collection, Ma mainly because it was meaningful for me to gather the inspiration. Cause I usually, when I make a, a collection, right, it's me, um, you know, like kind of like writing down what I, what inspired me, what color palette I'm going to be using, that kind of fabrics I'm going to use. For that one, it was kind of like more based on veterans, uh, you know, I, I interviewed veterans, active duty reserves, because I want to know, I wanted to know why they serve. And, and when I got all the information, I was so moved by that. And I was so inspired and I was like, okay, now it's my turn to look for the fabrics or like the, the uniforms and then do some digging and, and. And it was amazing. I think the whole journey was so incredible. Not to mention being at the Kelly Clarkson show because of that. And also doing an interview for CBS News. I feel like it was the most impactful collections to, until this day. So your creative process for that particular collection was to talk to veterans first and kind of figure out their stories? Well, kind of both, right? Because like, for example, one of the outfits, uh, one of my questions in my, in my survey was, if you had a superpower, what would be your superpower, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will say, uh, I would like to fly, right? Because I would, I would like to go anywhere, right? So one of the outfits has a cape, which resembles that, you know, it resembles like being able to be like a superhero, you're able to fly. Obviously, it's, it's fabric, you're never going to be able to fly, but you know what I mean? It's this, the symbol of like, you know, of the, the, the interview. What did you do with all the stories? I have them. I have the stories. I have. It's more like a like a survey. It's not the stories. The surveys. You know, I it was anonymous, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want people to feel like pressure. Like I have to give details, but I wanted to know why. I wanted to know what they like about the service. It was more like a, in a way, like a positive kind of like interview or like um, a survey. But I, I threw that the tricky question, and a lot of them said like, oh, I can't wait to see the collection. <laughs> so what's next? What's on the horizon? Okay, so I have a few projects. I think one, you know, when you ask about, you know, what can we do to, to I guess, to, to shake the town a little bit, right? 
I, I feel it's like it takes us to to go in the in the community and literally start connecting with people, right? Even if you're shy, even if you don't know, the, it's, it's just taking the, the layer and just kind of saying, you know what, I'm here to serve a purpose and I'm going to go in and connect with people. Even if, you know, it might not happen right away, maybe in the future, but start making those connections. Um, I want to start doing a networking mixers, you know, because once again, I, I want to bring the community together. And, and I'll give you another another story. Um, when I got the call from CBS News to do the interview, it was a Tuesday. And the guy said, can you interview Thursday? And of course, I'm a veteran, right? I'm like, of course, I'll be ready, right? As soon as I hung up the phone, I was running around. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because, you know, I'm like, this is like very last minute. And for some reason, those interviews are always like that. So after I pray and I was like, God, if you want this to go well, you got to help me. So I, I went on social media and I posted, I'm like, hey, I'm looking for a photographer. I had the models already, but I'm like, I need a photographer, makeup person, hair, to make the, the looks look good and then take some photos because they're going to be all dull up. So I was like, might as well capture the moment. And then I see, you know, this photographer that I didn't know, right, responding. He said, uh, okay, like, what do you need? And I was said, look, I'm like, look, I'm an artist. I don't have money. I'm like, but I need makeup hair to, to make this project. And I told him, I'm like, it's for a TV interview. It's for CBS News. He's like, okay, I'll be there. Well, he said we will be there. I'm like, okay. But then I was kind of, I was kind of skeptical. I'm like, what am I going to show up? I'm like, oh, everything's going to be okay. He showed up with an assistant, with a model, with a makeup person, with a hairstylist because they were his friends, and the interview went amazing. So going back to like the power of building those relationships, right? They all went to the interview because of him, and it, because of him, my interview went amazing. So. That's what I feel like it takes us to build those relationships when, so when there's an opportunity like that, we can kind of like bring our own tribe and then make things happen. So that's how I see it. And this is why I want to do those events. I also have another big event uh, with veterans. There are um, artists, they're going to be showcasing their artwork here in downtown LA. And same thing, you know, when I invite the community, even if they're not veterans, I feel like it takes us to connect and, and empower each other in, in any level, you know? Are you working on any specific collection that you're going to showcase? For that one, because it's more like kind of funky art, I'm mm -hmm. bringing a dress out of um, teddy bears. I made a dress out of teddy bears. <laughs> really? That's amazing. <laughs> uh, I have um, a dress made out of balloons, which same thing, you know, like I want people to feel like they can touch it. They can see that it's uh, balloons, you know, the ones that people, the you, you create like little animals for kids, like the long balloons. And uh, I wanna bring some dresses that are more kind of like family oriented or kind of like creative in a way and also they can trigger your senses so you can touch them. Oh my gosh, that <laughs> sounds absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay, uh, one last question for you. I know like as veterans, we always like to have a call to action. What would, what would your call to action be? We've talked a lot about moving the needle, about networking, about getting past fear, about you following your creative journey and process to create this amazing, really inspired business, which is more than just, you know, it's more than just fashion. It's bringing people and stories together. Um, so what, what would your call to action be? You know, I think we all have a unique talent skill or ability that is so unique to each one each and every one of us so my call to action is to literally invite everyone 
to bring that out of themselves and, and share with someone else, you know, because we could be the ones impacting somebody else's life. Even if you think that what we do is not that amazing, or even if we're doing something that we don't think is that great, it might be so much like appreciated by someone else if we just take that courage to, to kind of like bring it out to the community and start sharing that. Well, Carolina, I think that what you're doing is absolutely amazing. And thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing your talents, and for sharing all of your unique gifts, uh, not only today, but with the world. I think that that is just fantastic. So folks, thanks for listening. And your call to action today is to like the podcast, share the podcast, um, give us a comment so that we know uh, how we can serve you better. And with that, uh, I'm going to let you go. So thank you.